Bright Sounds, the voice of Bright World. Thank you for tuning in to Bright Sounds, the Bright World's guardianship podcast. And today I'm so happy to be joined by two great colleagues in guardianship and safeguarding, Yasmin Wigglesworth, who's the CEO of Aegis, and Adam Lubbock, who is the chair of Aegis, as well as the managing director of Kings River Education and a safeguarding specialist. For those who don't know, uh, Aegis stands for the Association of Education and Guardianship of International Students. And I'm very proud that Bright World is accredited to gold standard by Aegis. And I'm also honoured to have been appointed as a trustee of Aegis a year ago. So um, welcome to you both, uh, Yasmin and Adam. Thank you. Thank you very much, Lana. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for joining us. And so if I can just start with uh, Yasmin, um, maybe you could start by telling me a little bit about yourself and how long you've run Aegis and a little bit more about the, the organisation. Of course. So I um, actually studied languages at university um, and then I went and then I've always worked in international education, um, both in the English language sector and um, for an FE college as well. Um, in international student recruitment and marketing. Um, I also have overseen the running of a study programme in Florence for uh, American students um, and set up my own English language school as well. So all of my work has always been focused around international students um, and education. Um, I also um, spent my early years in Istanbul, um, moving to the UK when I was seven. So I have that understanding of the transition of um, cultures um, and uh, the settling in process. Um, and obviously having studied languages, I've had experience of living and studying um, abroad um, and working abroad as well. So um, the welfare, so I've always been interested in that, um, in different cultures and um, languages and the positive experience that studying overseas provides you with and opens your mind to as well. Um, Quite so for somebody to, to have actually, you know, have the experience themselves of, of, of being an international student, basically. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the culture, even though my um, year, for instance, my, I, I had a year, Erasmus year, as my university degree, and um, I was probably 19, 20 at the time and even that was a culture shock and that was just going to Italy so and, and learning a new language in a culture and it was hard at the beginning but it was the best thing I ever did so um, I really think that the students who come and study here at secondary school from the other side of the world and what they achieve are just absolutely phenomenal um, and I'm amazed at what they do so um, I've always been really passionate about that side of things um, Anyway, so I basically had about six years off at home with my children um, and then I got back into work through um, Aegis, which I started working for in 2012. Um, and then I've been overseeing the running of Aegis for the past five years. And it's really, um, really sort of taken off, really grown a lot 
since since you've been doing that i i know i mean as a a professional guardianship organization uh, bright world it, it's obvious to me um why it's so important to be accredited by aegis and by an independent body um but perhaps uh, for those listening who, who don't know um could you just talk us through the process of becoming a member and what the quality standards are that guardianship organizations have to follow and what they're actually inspected on yeah of course um so as everyone will probably know there's no regulation or um, legislation around guardianship um, in the sector so the aegis inspection process um, uh, came about um, from an inspection framework which were, which is now turned into um, our set of quality standards which are used to inspect guardianship companies um, and it's purely been set up because um, those that formed Aegis were really concerned about where children were going in the holidays and they wanted to ensure that they were safe wherever they're going. So these um, quality standards are what Aegis and all everyone who's been involved with the charity um, feels have, have been the most important areas of inspection and it's evolved over the years. But there are three main, sorry, there um, at the moment, we've got a two-stage process of accreditation. Um, so we've just introduced the preliminary stage and the gold standard stage. Um, preliminary is open to all guardianship organisations or sole guardians of any size. Um, they can even apply before they recruit students. And this level ensures that the essential standards are in place in order to provide safe guardianship. It's like um, a sort of basic ground level, we are doing things properly and we're sort of on our way to, to gold, is it right? Yeah, that's right. So the checks, for example, include um, ensuring that company documents such as handbooks, contracts, policies are in place and are adequate, um, as well as proof of insurance, evidence of safer recruitment checks. Um, and so that's the pr preliminary stage, um, which if a company passes, um, that status is valid for two years. Um, and then they can go on to gold um, standard accreditation, which is the most prestigious accolade that a guardianship organisation can hold. Um, and for that level, we ask that uh, a guardianship company has a minimum of three students under their care for two terms um, and this is purely so that there's something to inspect because really what the inspectors are looking at are the relationships and the level of um, communication um, and service provided so they are analysing the relationship between the guardianship company and homestays, um, students, schools and overseas parents. Um, so it's a very intensive process um, and it's quite full on, isn't it? I it mean, is. It really is. And it's meant to be because it's not meant to be easy because not everyone, you know, there's, there's a reason why we're inspecting people on such a rigorous process. Um, and, you know, we work with, very closely with um, safeguarding experts and they say that there need to be barriers in place. So you need to go through checks in order to be in a position and um, to look after children. And that's, that's, and it shouldn't be easy so that 
you have those who with genuine interests, um, you know, acting as guardian and hosting children. Um, yeah. But the actual, the actual quality standards are based on 11 areas of inspection. So they are, um, I'll quickly just mention them, company aims and principles. Um, the second one is management of the guardianship organisation. Then there's pre-arrival support, student induction, travel arrangements, homestays, um, student folder, safeguarding, child protection and welfare, complaints, day schools and private fostering, and liaison with um, partner schools. So they're the 11 areas that the quality standards are based on. Very, very thorough, yeah. I mean, Bright World, obviously we've already ob obtained gold standard, but that doesn't mean we'll always have that because we're going, we have to go through our re-inspections every four years and we've got our next re-inspection early next year. Um, and I, I don't know if people always realise that, that, you know, we're not just inspected at the beginning and left to our own devices. We know that we're going to be re-inspected every that's, four years. Yeah. So that's it. So a condition of membership is that um, a guardianship company must be re-inspected every four years, as you say. And then also um, our head of inspections will conduct spot checks at random um, in between those four years. And also each company has to um, complete an annual declaration as well. Yeah, and I think it's, you know, it's really important for, for any organisation, um, particularly one that's safeguarding children um, to be accountable um, and to be accountable to an independent and external body because as much as I want to run the company properly and I want all of the children under our care to be as safe as possible if I didn't have Aegis updating the quality standards and me knowing that in, in you know a matter of months everything's going to be inspected again I may not keep everything completely up to date because it's really difficult to do that. So I do really, really value having that, um, that external accountability um, because I, I want to do things properly and I think most people do. And <laughs> I'm telling you, the inspection is rigorous. Uh, the inspectors leave literally no stone is left unturned. So it's, it's, on, you know, it's a sort of, it's a thing that we don't particularly look forward to at Brightwell because it's, it's quite a, you know, an, a very intensive process, but it's so, so worthwhile. Yeah, and, and um, our inspectors are, are very well trained with, with a background in inspecting schools generally or some childcare education background. Um, so they're fully trained independent inspectors and they are they, they are very very thorough um but very friendly at the same time aren't they oh yes i mean no it yeah. wasn't an unpleasant thing yeah. but it was just you know very thorough and i wouldn't expect anything less frankly um uh, we have to be completely zero tolerance when it comes to protecting children um so, Absolutely. So good. and adam you've been quiet so far sorry i haven't included okay, that's fine but uh, it's your moment. Um, so can you tell us about you, Adam, and, and your role as chair of Aegis? Yes, of course. Um, so I, I, um, my background, um, I did get brought up actually in a boarding house. Um, 
many years ago. Uh, there was probably before there were many international students um, that, that tended to come over to the UK. Um, but since then, I, I've taught in um, both secondary schools and, uh, and independent schools. So I've, I've sort of experienced um, quite a wide berth of experiences um, with schools. Um, my passion is for rugby. Um, I, I was a, a head of PE um, in, in a number of schools. Um, and my father used to play for Leicester Tigers. So that's my, my, uh, my, my favourite team that I love to support. Not doing very well at the moment, but they, they'll come back. They'll come bouncing back. Um, but I, <laughs> I also um, was a director of boarding. Um, and my last role was a director of boarding and housemaster at Woodbridge School in Suffolk. Oh, I know um, that really well, yeah. And, uh, and it was at that, at that time that uh, it, it came very, very clear to me um, how important guardianship was. Um, and uh, looking after students, I was jettisoned in in a, in a sort of January time and looking for the first half term in the February. Um, it, it was quite clear that, um, you know, which guardians knew what to do and which ones were, you know, leaving things a bit late and not really giving information to us, which, which naturally had a concern. Um, so it was at that time that I, I spoke to a number of guardians that, that uh, um, you know, I found to be helpful. Um, and it was great to have that uh, relationship sort of building uh, with the guardians. And, um, and they sort of suggested, why don't I contact um, Aegis? It was actually Yasmin that I contacted originally and said, look, I'm interested. I'd like to, to know more. Um, then a few months after that, um, the position came up to be a trustee. And I thought, well, why not? That's the only way to, to really find out more. And see if we can make a difference so from there being a trustee for a number of years and um, as you've quite rightly mentioned about the inspection process um, I, I've been involved um, on this inspection committee uh, with the trustees for, for a few years now um, and it is vigorous and it's 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 an absolute joy when you see what guardianships go through to to actually what they what they achieve and what they are doing and see the references that come back uh, which is just one small part of it, but seeing the, the amazing work that they do um, for looking after children and securing um, and looking after that on behalf of schools, but also obviously for the parents as well. And, um, and then obviously in uh, March this year, I became um, the chair of the trustees. Uh, and uh, that, that, that's something I feel very honoured, actually, to be uh, the chair. And uh, I feel very well backed up by a fantastic bunch of trustees. Um, which come from a, a whole range of different backgrounds. So, so I think we're, we're a very proactive uh, group, actually, um, who are looking very much child-centred to make sure that you know, everything is uh, in the appropriate place for them. So that's just a little bit about me, and um, you know, it's, I'm very glad to be here. Thank you. Oh, no, thank you very much for coming, and congratulations on becoming the chair. And uh, I, as, as a trustee, can, can vouch that it's been a, you know, a great thing for, for Aegis. And the other trustees are great and such a diverse set of, of people from different backgrounds in, from schools, heads of schools and also guardianship organisations. So I think we're a really strong mix. Um, the other day you were on a Facebook live uh, webinar and I listened in and somebody an overseas parent uh, described Aegis as being very powerful um, that's right <laughs> which is is a good <laughs> description because i think Aegis does have a very powerful presence around around the world people do know the name so um what makes Aegis you know so strong and powerful 
Well, I, I thought that was a fantastic um, question, actually. Um, and, it, and to me, it was, it was quite clear from, from my sort of background. Um, and, uh, you know, it's the importance, as we've mentioned a little bit before, about being independent. Um, and, uh, and from that, uh, it comes that vital when it comes to safeguarding, um, but also for working together. Um, which Aegis has done so much of um, with other guardianship organisations, but also with schools um, and linking to agents um, abroad as well. Um, and so it's also the, you know, the inspection process that we have. I think that, that as, as you've said already, Lana, it's, it's so robust. Um, but that's another reason why it is that gold standard. Um, I guess being a charity as well um, also makes us um, also in a very strong and powerful position. Um, because it's, it, we're not there for the purpose of making money. Um, we're there simply for the cause itself, which I think is, uh, which I think is fantastic. Um, but, you know, we're very clear um, in what is needed. Um, and, you know, we give unbiased support um, that it's not for financial gain. So I think, I think a lot of these areas does, does sort of link into why, why Aegis actually is, you know, a very powerful um, organisation in, in the amount of support that it gives and the messages. Yeah, I think parents want an inspectorate to be unbiased, impartial, and and you know obviously um, independent. So she she had the the lady who asked you the question was 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 on the money there. Um, it's not just uh, we always say about Aegis having guardianship mem guardianship organisations as members, but actually we have a very thriving school membership as well. Schools buy into to the Aegis subscription and the membership. Um, so just sort of to talk to us about that a bit and why schools should join Aegis, you know, what's in it for them and why do schools who do support us support us so strongly? Yes, shall I go first? Um, yeah. Okay. Um, so <laughs> again, as we've, uh, we've sort of said, that it's the working together is so important. and. Uh, We've seen this in, in recent months um, with, with COVID-19, um, how you know, constant communication has, has occurred. And a lot of um, very well-known um, schools, um, we've been in constant communication with them. Um, we've been used as a sounding board um, and offering sort of guidance and support, which they have really, really appreciated. Um, so there's that sort of part that we are, we are there, we're available um, and uh, are there, there to talk through things. Um, and schools do really appreciate that and that some of the feedback we've had back from those schools has been, you know, quite flattering, actually. It's been lovely. Um, but although it's been very appreciated being a member um, as a school, it sort of highlights the school's culture, which is so important for safeguarding um, and sort of gives that sort of gold standard towards what uh, what they're thinking with regards to international students. So yeah, I think that's... Um, schools get to put a logo on their website, too, which which shows their commitment to this powerful organisation, Aegis, that's, that's keeping an eye <laughs> on students during the holidays. Yeah, I think, that's, I think it demonstrates to overseas parents and agents that um, they believe in the safe guardianship of international students. So, um, and, and, you know, we, we provide a lot of support to our member schools, such as um, a legal document that we've had drawn up, um, which explains the legal responsibilities of guardian, homestay, school and parent, um, and also advice regarding their guardianship policies um, and things like that. So, um, but yeah, I think, I think the fact also that we have 
a lot of international um, agents and overseas parents visiting the website um, at our website looking for guardians and at the same time when they're investigating which school to go to um, and so for them seeing a school listed on the website I think does show that um, the school is committed to uh, and you know to this to the safeguarding of international students um, and yeah I mean that's what it's all about and Adam, you're a, a safeguarding specialist and you train schools and you train guardianship organisations about safeguarding. Um, so just can you tell me um, why you, as a safeguarding specialist, think it's so important to be independent and what makes the Aegis structure and model basically pure gold? Because I think it's pure gold. So, so we've talked about sort of pure gold a few times now, and, and uh, I'm sure, Lana, if you want to put backing track to this, you can put Spandau Ballet's gold on the background. Um, but if, if I if I sort of get off um, get onto my sort of soapbox now and just talk about sort of safeguarding and independence, yeah. um, you know, safeguarding is you know it's important that there's independence because it allows for you know accountability. Um, from all stakeholders and this is something that we get from working together which is so so important um, if all safeguarding was under one roof um, then this presents certain risks which the accountability and decisions being made uh, might be clouded and and therefore not um, have the child at heart so I think that you know we, we you know with our pure gold we are we are proud of our independence um, but we're equally proud to be working together with so many um, organizations and you know in general this fosters a very open culture with the child at the center um, for all decision making so I think that's um, that's a really important part of um, Aegis being independent as a charity. Well that's fantastic and I don't know if you have anything to add Yasmin um, thanks for joining us. I today. think Adam summed it up very well. Yeah Thank I think you. Well, thank you very much. I think your podcasts are fantastic. Actually, I have been listening to them all. Oh, um, and, uh, so, yeah, I think they're I think they're very good. So uh, long may they continue. I think they're a very good record of um, you know what's out there for guardianship and uh, a lot of the considerations that go in there. So uh, thank you very much for doing those, Lana. Thank you, thank you, Lana. Thank no you. problem. I I hope that um, that parents and agents and anyone listening to the podcast today will feel more informed about what being uh, an Aegis accredited guardianship organisation certainly means to Bright World and to me and um, how important it is for parents to look for that Aegis logo when they're choosing a guardian. So thank you both very much and uh, long may Aegis continue to be as powerful as it is. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Lana. Thank Take you. care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. listening to Bright Sounds, a podcast from Brightwell Guardianships. If you're interested in finding out more about anything we've discussed today, please visit our website www.brightwellguardianships.com or follow us on Facebook and Twitter to find out more. Bright Sounds is available as a podcast on major podcast platforms or by subscribing directly to us on Podbean. Please look forward to more fascinating interviews and discussions with our Brightwell team and expert guests. Take care and we'll hear from you at our next Bright Sounds podcast.